Good morning, friends. I'm going to preach us an Earth Day sermon, but first I want to say a word about George Floyd. I think people here are probably in a lot of different places about Derek Chauvin's conviction this week. For me, I'm not sure what happens next, but I'm hoping that this verdict leads to greater accountability. I'm praying that my friends who are not white get to a place where they feel safer in our country. And I'm praying for George, George Floyd's family and for all those who feel a very personal grief and trauma in this very public moment. Because no matter what happens next, George Floyd was a beloved child of God and he should not have died. Let's take a moment in silence with whatever prayers or emotions are in our hearts right now, and then I will preach a word about the earth for us. The river of God is full of water, the psalm says. I grew up in central Texas where we have tall trees and deep rivers. I grew up swimming in rivers of God. I grew up canoeing and kayaking in rivers of God. I was baptized in a baptistry in a church, but I knew that my cousins had been baptized in the Medina River which is a gorgeous, clear, deep river with sycamore trees right at the banks drinking in the water. The river of God is full of water. Whether it's rivers or somewhere else, many of us experience God's love and beauty and vastness through encounters with God's wilderness. Maybe in the ocean or in the bay, maybe in a rainstorm or a snowfall. Maybe we've been visited by the Holy Spirit in the form of a bird or an animal. Maybe in the redwoods, maybe the mountains or the desert, we've had a realization that we are part of something beyond us. Maybe we've had a moment of connection or a lifetime of connection with God in the glory of God's earth. The river of God is full of water. Scripture invites us to see that the rivers belong to God. Scripture invites us to visions of God's plenty on the earth. Visions where the desert blossoms and water itself rejoices. Visions where everyone has enough. Visions where we all walk together through God's beautiful wilderness in peace. And sometimes these visions become real for us in our own experience of living together and enjoying God's earth, enjoying God's beautiful wilderness. And yet, not all is well with this earth. I've lived on the banks of rivers you wouldn't want to swim in because of the pollution. Children of God died from the Flint River, and children of God are still struggling to get clean water there and in many other neglected cities in our nation. Indigenous children of God have to fight over and over again to keep leaky oil pipelines from their sacred waters. Some of God's children are drinking poison from the tap. Some of God's children spend their days walking miles and miles to bring home the water they need. Here in California, Water is contested and we have to conserve so we all have enough. Some children of God near us 
live unhoused and have to strategize how to find a bathroom, how to take a shower, how to wash clothing and masks. The trees here are so thirsty that increasingly apocalyptic fire seasons block the sun, make our lungs sick, and displace entire communities. Actual icebergs are melting, and icebergs made of discarded plastic float in our oceans. Not all is well with the earth and the rivers. But what about the river of God full of water? What about the springs of water in God's wilderness? How do we reconcile the vision of God's peace and plenty on the earth with the vision of climate disaster? We have two competing views of what our shared earth could be. We have a vision of divine rivers, and we have a vision of a parched wasteland. We have a vision of abundance on the earth, and a vision of scarcity, of an earth in danger of being used up. And right now, we find ourselves suspended between these two visions, torn between hope and fear. There's a lot to worry about. Jesus' words are hard to hear right now. Do not worry about what you will eat or what you will wear. Do not worry about whether there will be enough. But I do worry. I worry about what water we will drink and what air we will breathe if things keep going the way that they're going. I worry about whether there will be enough earth left for my little nieces and nephews when they grow up. And sometimes that worry can be a powerful motivator. Concern for ourselves and for the next generations can help us find the urgency to act. Facing the vision of the wasteland honestly can help us in our work to care for the earth and for one another wisely. But I think we need the other vision too the vision of the river of God, the vision of the desert that blossoms with joy. Because if we are only working out of fear of the wasteland, our response can get distorted. We can end up engaging in some of the same behaviors that got us here in the first place. Greed and hoarding and infighting to make sure that we are the ones who have enough when things get tight. When we're working from this fear of scarcity, we can end up pitting human needs and the earth against each other, beautiful green spaces, or housing for all our neighbors, but not both. When we're working from fear about whether there's enough, we can reduce the earth itself to a finite resource for us to use or not use, rather than a living, breathing, life-giving creature of God we can end up building fallout shelters instead of building communities. The logic of the wasteland says, make sure there's enough for me and mine. But the logic of the blossoming desert says, everything and everyone here is precious. There are real scarcities, for sure, real problems to be solved, real tough decisions to be made. Don't hear me saying that this is easy or that our actions don't matter. 
I believe that it is holy and urgent work to push for big changes in how governments and corporations relate to the earth and the climate. I believe it matters to be mindful with water, to use less plastic and less fuel, to plant trees, to care for wild spaces. I also believe our motivation matters. If we act from fear alone and not from faith, hope, and love, we're missing something. And I believe our faith has something vital to offer in the vision of the desert that blossoms, the vision of divine rivers. This vision calls us forward to a future where there's enough for everyone, a future where we travel through God's wilderness together, and we know that we're all in it together. It's a future where the earth is alive and awake, and the wilderness itself rejoices with us. The river of God is full of water. And the river of God calls to us. It calls us to a sense of joy and wonder in God's works, as we say in our baptism liturgy. The river of God splashes and whispers and murmurs. The river of God invites us. Consider the lilies, how they grow. Consider the ravens, how God feeds them. Seek God's kingdom. Seek God's future. Seek God's wilderness. Amen.